Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I talk all about AEW and NXT from Wednesdays. The main event from NXT Wednesday night and, of course, Mike Tyson's involvement and who was with Mike Tyson Wednesday night when he went up against Chris Jericho. Also, we get into what we believe is the best wrestler in the WWE right now. That's Charlotte Flair and... We have to obviously have our opinions on that. And it's a Fool's Count Anywhere Friday, so everything's on the table. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. So it is a Fool's Count Anywhere Friday. And I don't anywhere. know if you, if, if you caught it. I don't know if you caught it or not, but um, Patreon has both Tony Schiavone, who hosts What Happened When, and... Grill and JR, two great podcasts, and they have Patreon for subscribers where you can actually see them. And they had a ride-along, both Tony Schiavone and the great Jim Ross, and they were talking about Busted Open. And they were talking about what a great show and how everybody does a good job. And JR's like, yeah, the one thing I wish they would do a little more, I wish LaGreca would take more phone calls from the Busted Open Nation. So when a Hall of Famer and the greatest voice of all time, Jim Ross, says, LaGreca, take more phone calls, you know what, Mark? We're going to take more phone calls. Today is definitely about the Busted Open Nation. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT93. Again, 877-344-4893. 4893-877-FIGHT93. If you can fight, you can call. And you're right, Mark. Today is a great day because we always talk about Wednesdays being the best night of the week for professional wrestling. And boy, did Wednesday night pack a punch. And I'm not just talking about Mike Tyson. I'm talking about the ratings. The ratings were insane this past Wednesday. They're getting back to normal, Mark, when you look at how many people are viewing NXT and AEW. AEW, 827,000, number four in cable ratings for the night. NXT, up to 731,000. AEW is up 126,000 viewers. NXT, up 139,000 
viewers, AEW, their best rating since March 18th. That was the first uh, non-audience show or limited audience show for AEW. And NXT's best rating since February 19th, which was their post-takeover show. So it's good to see the ratings up for both AEW and NXT. Man, listen, that tells me that people are hearing about wrestling. And they're going, what? What happened? Who was on? What did they do? And and that's, that's the beauty of pro wrestling. This pandemic is bringing in people that never watched they they've never been think about the hundreds of thousands of people that are now watching wrestling they've never been to a live wrestling show so when this lifts and they go hey remember we started watching wrestling they're coming here that's that's another pool of people that pro wrestling is going to be able to pull from and i think it's going to be good for pro wrestling afterwards but right now, man, the world is in so much turmoil. It's so, God dang it, for yeah. a, a lack of a better term, like we're we're imploding under this pressure of this pandemic, and uh, you know, with places all over the world on fire, uh, and like, man, it's it's just so ridiculous. Like the the people need to back up, take a breath, and know that there's a problem. So handle the world with kid gloves. Like the, the world, everybody's fragile, fragile right now. So think about that. This is people in general. This is police. This is the firemen. This is the paramedics. This is the, the, the government. Everybody back up and take a breath. We're all under immense pressure and stress. Let's have pro wrestling be a conduit to bring us all together and be entertained, have fun, and to try our best to forget about the world for just a little while. Just and it's little. hard. It's hard, Mark. And, and, and great words from you. And listen, we do a pro wrestling show. And, you know, when you look at the whole scheme of things, especially right now with everything that's going on, in the world with the pandemic and then with all this turmoil over the last 24 hours, um, you know, we can be that escape and we try to be, and you know, we're, we're, you know, we're not curing anything by doing this show, but at the same time, it is a a show about pro wrestling where we could be an escape for everybody, because I think you're right. I think a, a lot of people are under pressure right now and they need a little bit of an escape. And, I think when you look at the ratings and the ratings going up, they were down because I don't think people were really used to watching pro wrestling with no audience. And, you know, we're used to watching AEW in front of, you know, 10,000 fans every Wednesday night in arenas, Monday night raw in in front of 15 to 20,000 fans. And the same thing with SmackDown and NXT at full sale. I think people for the lack of a better term are, are, are getting used to, pro wrestling the way it is right now you have yeah. no choice like you're as of right now you're not going to get the fifteen thousand fans but i think the wwe did a good job of kind of saying all right aew may have uh, beat us to the punch with having some limited audience out there uh and they decided to do to do it too and i think it made a world of difference mark you know, even though it's not 20,000 fans and it's more like, you know, 20 
fans in attendance. At least there's a little bit of noise. At least there's a little bit of crowd noise. You could get some chants going, some cheering, some booing. Even that little bit has helped. And I think it really helped AEW. And I'm glad that the WWE followed suit and started doing it with their shows this week. You know what? I think that that's kind of the the reason that we have this rating spike uh, is wrestling has been more fun than it has during the rest of the time of the pandemic. We're making fun of ourselves. Pro wrestling is, 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 always had a com- comedic element to it and lately the last three weeks we've had more of that and we've had more variety you know you have new people being champion you have uh, new factions being put together there's a lot of new and a lot of lot of funny and I think that's where that's where the sweet spot is like let's stay right here Let's let's go with some comedy. And then you have serious. Even the serious guys like Drew McIntyre, he's his champ. Drew is so highly entertaining and so funny. And then you have somebody like Kevin Owens, who on Monday, Kevin Owens had he popped Charlotte Flair so live on TV. She is laughing and out of like trying to cover her face. Like, that's what we need. Everybody can see it. Everybody sees it. And this is for not just the WWE and AEW and Impact and ROH and New Japan and all of the companies. Like, guys, give us more comedy. Give us, give us, hey, let's have some fun. Let's see some of the stuff that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, and Mark, and, and, and Bully has said that too, that right now we need to be entertained. And, you know, we're seeing things that, let's face it, we wouldn't have normally seen if we weren't under these circumstances. Case in point, we had Chris Jericho on the show yesterday, Mark. We wouldn't have had that stadium stampede uh, match in the way that it was if we weren't in this pandemic. And you know what? We wouldn't have gotten The Undertaker and AJ at WrestleMania uh, with that Boneyard match if, if we weren't going through this. Now, it's not your typical pro wrestling. I know it's a little bit different. Chris Jericho was on yesterday, and he talked about how critical uh, Jim Cornette was of the stadium stampede. And listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I think, you know, that critical eye that we sometimes have, you know what, you got to ease back just a little bit, like you said, Mark, and like, hey, let's have a little bit of entertainment. Let's have a little bit of fun. Even if it's not your cup of tea, kind of look at it with a different view, especially with everything that's going on right now. Yeah, and, and even if it's not your cup of tea, like, don't criticize it. Turn the channel. Let the people that enjoy it, don't get let your Twitter fingers get the best of you. I see so much of these people that's like, oh, my God, wrestling's on again. Why are you watching? We're not trying to entertain your ass. Like, you're not the one. You're not the reason for the season. Please, go and turn the replays of Beverly Hills 90210 or something, if that's your bag. But don't watch our bag and criticize it. I'm tired of that. Do something well, with yourself. Yeah, I mean, and listen, everybody can be crit. Everybody can have an opinion, but like the hate watching stuff, I just can't stand anymore. Where they why, watch, why would you do hate. that? Yeah, you know, if you if you if you hate it that much, don't watch. And like with social media, you can complain a little bit. I mean, social media is a platform to complain. But like what Jericho said on our show yesterday, and you can you can hear the clip at Busted Open Radio. We have the audio out there. Like you know, Cornette was, I guess, ultra critical about the stadium stampede. 
match. And then, but Jericho was saying, you know, I, I put his face in a cake in the 90s. You know, the Rock and Roll Express put Jim Cornette's face in a cake back in the 80s in Mid-South. Like, you know, there's always been that comedy element to pro wrestling. So, like, you know, you got your serious matchups. You got your, you know, you got your Cody Rhodes and Lance Archer, and you got your Brody Lee and John Moxley, and then you had th- the ridiculous spectacle of the stadium stampede. Like, I think they gave you a little bit of everything where everyone can be happy. Um, and listen, Wednesday night, if 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 uh, you know the inner circle having their pep rally wasn't your thing, well, NXT you had Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle. In a fight pit match, like that was amazing and physical and completely the opposite of what you were getting on AEW. That's the beauty of Wednesday nights. You have two sides of the coin. So at the same time on Wednesday night, you had one of the most physical, most realistic matches that I've seen in years on NXT. And then AEW, you had kind of like a bit of a slapstick comedy and the spectacle and then the celebrity with Mike Tyson in there. I mean, all of that encompasses pro wrestling, but you're getting both sides. And again, hell, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to tell me on Wednesday nights there's not one thing that you can attach yourself to. If you thought that AEW was ridiculous, then watch NXT. If NXT was a little bit too much wrestling and a little little bit too much physicality and you want to get entertainment... Turn it over to AEW. When that's the beauty of Wednesday night, and that's the beauty of having two shows on at the same time as well. I know for myself, I'm watching both. I'm DVRing both, and I'm going to make sure that I watch both. Uh, I I just don't right now. It's very very hard to complain about what you're seeing on Wednesday nights. Man, I was on backstage Tuesday, and we had Double J Jeff Jarrett on, and Jeff was like. Hey, man, it's been a long time since I watched wrestling and I smiled and laughed that I wasn't, like, focused, like, hmm, what's going to happen? He's laughing and smiling. And that's what everybody is tuning in to see. I love the fact that AEW is uh, had the stampede match. And, you know, you had Matt Hardy changing into different gimmicks underwater. And you had... Uh, the suplexes, a hundred yards of suplexes. And I was hoping that they would, uh, when they got to about the 20, he's at the 20, the 15, the five touchdown. You know, like I was waiting on it. Like they set us up for fun, for entertainment. So our mind works around what's going on in the wrestling, what we're seeing. And, And you get to the WWE, listen, is people have been very critical, and I've been very critical of uh, WWE programming as far as the way that I would like to see it. It's not my company. You know, I'm not calling the shots. I, I can say on this show what I want to see, but it, that doesn't make what I want happen. But what has happened is I have seen a lot of things lately happen on WWE programming that we talk about on this show. So we have the same opinions most of the time as what the WWE is doing on their program. Yeah. So, so man, like we got the best of both worlds. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. And you believe. 
each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a derby day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Pandora app and searching more than a game. I wanna I wanna hear some I wanna hear the fans, Dave. We got we gotta reach out to uh, to the nation. That's why we call it Falls Count Anywhere Friday. Everything is on the table for the Busted Open Nation. Let's go out to our good friend Izzy in Orlando. What's going on, Izzy? Not so much. What's going on with you guys? We are excited to talk to you this morning. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you guys. What's going what on in, in the life of Izzy? Um, it's going good. I'm working out. I'm, I worked out two times yesterday, so I feel good. I feel strong. I feel shredded, as they say. So, yeah. Shredded. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy is shredded, ready to go, ready to go. And Izzy, I, I'm yeah. sure you've seen it on social media. A lot of Busted Open Nation members have been praising you up and down about the great takes that you've been giving us on Falls Count Anywhere Friday. So that's got to make you happy. It does. Um, So thank you to the Bust Open Nation for all those great tweets and everything. I really appreciate it. Um, But I want to talk about this past episode of NXT. My moment of the night was Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher in the cage fight. What I liked about this fight is that it reminded me a lot of a UFC fight. It wasn't. It was very realistic, um, but it wasn't overly UFC seasoned. If that makes any sense, um, had just enough wrestling moves. For example, when Matt Riddle used the cage for leverage to leap over Timothy Thatcher, uh, I don't think UFC UFC fighters do that. At least I haven't seen that in the octagon yet. Um, but I really like the cage structure. It was different and perfect for this kind of fight. It did remind me of Lion's Den from SummerSlam of 1999, where Ken Shamrock faced Steve Blackman. Uh, now, I don't think NXT should start using the cage structure all the time. I think that cage was perfect because it was special, and it meant a lot for that fight. Uh, one thing I didn't like about the fight was that Kurt Angle really didn't get involved. It was literally like Kurt Angle was watching the match in the ring. I mean, that's a great seat, but... I feel like he should have done something. I don't know, get involved with Timothy Thatcher or, I don't know, beat up Matt Riddle. I'm not really sure. But overall, I love the match. I was very surprised at the ending. I still can't believe that Matt Riddle tapped out to Timothy Thatcher. And then I really can't wait to see what happens next. Like, where, where is Matt Riddle going from there? What is Timothy Thatcher going to do now? You well, know that's, what, that's he... what the point is, yeah. to make you want more. Yeah, And I think Kurt Angle not exactly. doing anything was actually impactful because Agreed. people were expecting that, and it put the focus mm-hmm. on what? The two guys the that were in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. That's what it was about. Izzy, I love when you call mm-hmm. because you do your homework. I love you spitting out facts from you. You know long before you were born. I think that's amazing because you definitely yeah. know your stuff, and you're a historian uh, when it comes to pro wrestling and and, and, and Izzy, thank you. thank you so much. No, of course. And, and Izzy, thank you so much for the phone call. Um, here, here's the thing, Izzy, and, and, and like I agree with Mark when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, Kurt Angle. And that is when it comes to Kurt, you don't want to get him involved because he's going to – he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greats of all time. He's going to outshine 
Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. That's the last thing that you want from somebody like Kurt Angle because that's not his place right mm-hmm. there. You know, so I think what yeah. you know, I think the way that they did that uh, was perfect because you had Kurt Angle. He brings legitimacy and credibility to the match, but the last thing you want to do is take away from the action and the physicality between Timothy Thatcher and and Matt Riddle. And I think the way they played it out was perfect. And and thanks so much for the phone call, Izzy. Thank you. All right. And thanks I, so I wish much. that the only thing that I wish would have happened in that match is an illegal choke happened. And Kurt got in and said, no, 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 stop. Illegal choke. Go, go. Get back to work. And if just one thing would have made that even more of a fight and a fair fight, that's that's what you want. Ultimately, if you're going to have a fight, have a fair one. Yeah. I agree. Let's get back out to the busted open nation. And speaking of what we saw in that main event at NXT, that's exactly what Joe in Pittsburgh wants to talk about. What's going on, Joe? Hey, Dave. How, hey, Mark. How are you guys this morning? Good, man. What's, What's up, buddy? I just want to say real quick, it's an honor to talk to both of y'all. Uh, you both are inspirations in my life. Oh, wow, Joe. Thanks, you, man. man. That means a lot. Thank you. Wow, that's heavy. Absolutely. Uh, the cage fight, I thought it was absolutely incredible. You know, I'm typically am an AEW guy first, but I always do make sure I get my dose of NXT. But that cage fight made me actually want to switch off of the AEW and stay on NXT. It was just it was a different spectacle, and it just had a different feel to it, and I really, really dug it. And, in fact, I had family members who were watching the cage fight just for Kurt Angle, but they stayed on for Thatcher and Riddle. That's how powerful it was. Well, Joe, great phone call. First of all, man, the compliments. Thank you so much because that means a lot to to Mark and I. Number two, hey, man, mission accomplished. You know what? Like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, you're getting, you you know, whether you want – you know, vanilla or chocolate, you can have both. I mean, at the end of the day, with the the beauty of 2020, like you could, you have the DVR, you could watch both shows. But hey, you're an AEW guy, but you admit it on the air. Hey, you know what? That main event from NXT made me switch over, and there's nothing wrong with that. And again, just like we were talking about with Izzy, mission accomplished when it comes to Kurt Angle. Yes. The, the 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 fan that hasn't maybe watched in 15 20 years that you know the the mainstream fan that doesn't normally watch NXT hey Kurt Angle's involved I'm going to watch he's going to bring me in but the physicality of the match is going to make me stay so Joe really good point and thank you so much for the phone call that's why you use Kurt Angle in a match like that yeah. Mark yeah and he, and he brought attention to uh a, a buffet if you will of pro wrestling I had to bring food into it they, that that match has so many layers to it. You had never seen a, a, a an arena like that one. You had never seen a structure. Never, I like, never saw it like. I it was never like watching it. a Punjabi prison match. It was something different. It, it looked different. There was different elements to it. This one with the platform on the top. One, I'm afraid of heights. So it will. If I had a match with somebody in a structure like that, um, climbing the cage would have been no problem. But once I was up there, I would be weaker because I would be, whoa, holding on to stuff. And I would get my ass kicked. And then I'd try to throw somebody in. And then I'd climb down. And as I got halfway down, they would have powerbombed me off of it or something. You know, like you can think of so many different ways 
to use a different implement. And I think that this is going to be one that catches on. I want to see that again. I want to see it with different people. I don't want to see it just with Timothy Thatcher. I want to see Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles in that. Oh, man. Like, there's so many options. There's so many things. And I think that uh, the WWE is still innovating at this time. Well, you got to evolve. And we talked a lot about when we spoke about Brock Lesnar and we spoke about Ronda Rousey, we talked about Shayna Baszler. We talked a lot about that MMA influence moving into the world of pro wrestling. A lot of MMA fighters, you know, want to do pro wrestling. It's a lifelong dream for them. So we're seeing that more and more. So eventually when you have MMA fighters move over to the world of pro wrestling, that influence is going to kind of be a trickle down effect. And now you're seeing yeah. that because, you know, if this was more of a of an MMA fight than a pro wrestling match. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We need to evolve. We need to open up our doors a little bit to get those outside influences. And I think that was an example of that in that main event on Wednesday night, Mark. It, it was. And and not to mention, did you see the point in the early in the match, probably about the four or five minute mark, uh, Riddle got Thatcher against the cage. And he intentionally started inching him toward the cage, putting him in an uncomfortable position, something that he was used to doing that Thatcher was not used to doing. And it was it was pretty damn ingenious the way they did it. Uh, I think I would have had um, the referee. That, that would have been a good point for maybe uh, Riddle to put his knee in, in uh, Thatcher's throat. And that would have been a good point for Kurt to break it and make him go square up again. And start all over. Hey, keep it fair. Keep it. Keep it straight. You know, like, and 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 that was a really really good point. I love the ground and pound. I love the uh, reversal out of it. You know, so there was elements that people that are MMA fans, they they would enjoy that. They would they would have liked that. They even though they know well, it's still pro wrestling, but everybody can't do like do what those guys were doing. Yeah, and you know it's it, and obviously things have changed. But you know we saw that feud with Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler, where Becky Lynch got the best of Shayna Baszler in that squared circle. But imagine if they had a match like the structure we saw on Wednesday night, where it would be in favor of Shayna Baszler. That would have added a little extra element to their feud. So this is something like you said, Mark. I want to see in the future. Well, why not have Shayna Baszler say, "Listen, I love the match between Thatcher." And Riddle, why can't I have a match in that environment? I challenge any woman to step in that. Matter of fact, I challenge any wrestler to step into that structure with me. You'll be in my world, and I'll take advantage of you in every way. I'm, shit, I'm watching that show. Yep. <laughs> like you, you tell me what time and what show she's going to be wrestling. Anybody, any wrestler. Any wrestler, anybody, male, female, you want intergender wrestling matches? That's the woman to have one with. And I, I, I mean, I can see. Uh, my, I, I don't, I don't think that Drake Maverick, you know, would be the the, the guy to do it. But I, I'm sure that there are several guys that would step up and go, "I'll fight her." And then they go into that match and they get beat. 
because that's the trade-off. You can't have her go in a structured environment that she's used to against a guy and lose. So it's going to be good for whoever career he goes in with it because they'll be the first. Boxing, culture, lifestyle. The Yak and Barack Show. Floyd Mayweather a while back was kind of discrediting young fighters that are calling Manny out. And that's what Floyd's about. That's why Floyd fought Conor McGregor because it's business. It's about making the biggest payday. All these fighters want to fight each other, but there's a reason they're calling out Manny, and you can't blame him, especially after the win he had against Keith Thurman, man. It's a business, man. It's prize fighting. Weekdays from noon till 3 Eastern. Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. We were talking about the MMA world meets pro wrestling and Mike Mm -hmm. Tyson coming out with all of the guys that, that everybody would know because they're... A-list guys in the fighting world. You know, you got a guy that just retired. And then you got other guys that have done remarkable things in the MMA world and have major title fights. So why why didn't we get information on those guys? Why didn't we get get their uh, uh, introduction uh, using their names? Uh, it's a good, it's a great question, Mark, because, you know, as they came out, you know, I didn't know who, I I didn't know who any of them were. I'm not um, a big MMA fan. So I just saw them as, you know, Tyson Lackey, number one, Tyson Lackey, number two, Tyson Lackey, number three, <laughs> Tyson Lackey, number four. Like that's, you know, and then I'm like, and, you know, Tony Schiavone and Jr. eventually they started throwing out the names of who they were, like as the segment was going on, but you know, again, I you didn't know who they are. that information came down while they were coming out rather than them having that information before? Yeah, I would think that they probably didn't have that information before, and you're right, and it was kind of fed into it. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm guessing that they probably didn't have the names going in, and it was probably fed to them as the segment was going on. And and I, I honestly don't know, Mark, you know, is that a one-off to – did those the 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 Tyson lackeys are they with just a one time thing? <laughs> the lackeys, or or are they going to be you know involved in storylines in the future? Because here's the thing, like I know Gabby was telling us during break that the one lackey is a former MMA champion, the other lackey, I think I think Tyson lackey number one just retired, and Tyson Tyson lackey number two is still fighting, and Tyson lackey three was a former champion. Well, why don't we get why don't we get that information from the source itself? Miss Gabby, Gabby, can you can you tell us who Tyson Lackey number one, Tyson Lackey number two, and Tyson Lackey number three was? And number four, and number four, and number four. I don't. I still think is a nameless person, but if you know who it is, let us know. Well, I, well, I think number one was the one that stuck out to me the most, and that was uh, Henry Cejudo. When Henry Cejudo came out, he was the little one. I recognized him right away. Henry Cejudo is a two belt champion. He is the UFC flyweight champion as well as a UFC bantamweight champion. Okay. He just won in the last UFC and then he retired after his win. So he That's just awesome. recently retired. Wow. Pretty accomplished fighter, right? Why, why right. not introduce that guy? Yeah. Damn. But you know what? Maybe because. And what about, okay. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I was go gonna, ahead, Gabby. I was going to go on to number two, lackey number two, but well, who's, yeah. this is too good. Say what you're going to say, brother. Yeah, Gabby, lackey number two. 
So lackey number two isn't as I had to, I, I don't know him as well, but that was Vitor Belfort was lackey number two, who I just looked up. And he also competed in the UFC where he was heavyweight, light heavyweight and the middleweight division. He's oh. currently signed to one championship, which our own Misha Tate on MMA tonight is VP for actually. So, I mean, he's Misha, still, and if I'm not mistaken, Misha Tate is lackey number two for Ryan McKinnell on MMA tonight. Correct. Wow. I'm I'm not even touching that one. So don't touch it. Don't Come touch on. it. Let it go. I'm guys. not. There's some things I don't touch. That's I don't do that. That's one of them. We know what the other ones are. <laughs> All right, so who was lackey number three, or was lackey number three somebody that we should know? I don't think it was anyone really to know. If I, I to me, Henry Cejudo was the one where I was like, yeah, oh that's shit, a big legend. That's Henry Cejudo. Just because most recently in the last UFC fights as well, he won and then retired. So I'm like, this guy just retired from the UFC On and now top. he's showing up at AEW. Yeah. Well, is it going to be a thing or not? Guns. Well, the the other ones were Rashad Evans, and Rashad Evans was actually the light heavyweight champion for UFC. So, like, these are three these are big substantial. Names. Yeah, big these names. are substantial names. You got to at least mention when they're in the ring with Mike Tyson. You know, I'm not calling none of them lackey because you know no. all of them guys can hit you and make you feel it. And well, I'm out here in this public world. I don't want nobody walking up on me. Hey, man, I heard you call me a lackey. And I'm like, listen, I told you, I don't fight no more. Like, you hit me, I'm calling the police. Well, here's my point, Mark. They aren't like National Guard or somebody. They're not like that's my the point I'm trying to make here is that they aren't lackeys. Like I'm calling them lackey number one, lackey number two, lackey number three, because they weren't Good introduced enough. in anything more than that. But there aren't like just like the point I'm trying to make before Misha Tate comes to my house and kicks my ass is Misha Tate obviously isn't a lackey to Ryan McKinnell. But if you don't tell me who you are and you don't let me know what your background is, that's how I'm going to look at you. I'm going to look at you as just background right. to okay. the main event. That's the point I'm trying to make. That Those are big, substantial well names. Played, those, sir. They should be, you should be touting them. We should be knowing about them because this is, this fits into the formulae of what is going on in the world of pro wrestling right now. Rashad Evans, I even, I'm not a big MMA. I know who Rashad Evans is. Yeah. You know, so, you know, play that up. And obviously, Tony Schiavone and JR did, but they didn't do it at the beginning. But that's more like, not even for their job, that's more like they should be introduced as they come down that entrance ramp, you know, because they should be held in high regard and speaking well, what of did Tyson they call him Dave did, did Mike Tyson in his in his in his entourage or his thugs or like thugs? it was yeah it was like I, I don't know the specific term that they used and I don't want to paraphrase it but they you know those I didn't know who they were but again eventually you know JR and Tony Giovanni mentioned who they were but like you would think with names like that in an MMA world those I mean I mean, those are big freaking names. Those, I mean, in the in the world of MMA, those those are people that probably should be announced and probably people that should be doubted. But the big name was Mike Tyson. And talking to Chris Jericho yesterday, Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho could be a thing in the future. I mean. First of all, Chris Jericho's at the top of his game. I don't care what age he is. He's at the top of his game, yeah. both in the ring and on the microphone. And Mike Tyson, by I mean, I know he had difficulty tearing off that shirt. It must have been a Mark Henry or Dave LaGreca shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees. That's how good those shirts are, high yeah, quality, they're, they're hard to rip off. 
You know, you're hard to rip off those shirts, but high quality material. Th- th- I agreed. But Mike Tyson looks in phenomenal shape. So if you could tell me there's the potential of Mike Tyson and 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 Chris Jericho in the ring and eight, woo, you just changed the game, my friend. <laughs> Woo-hoo, I'm gonna watch it. I love that. <laughs> Is that what you just Dave said? said I'm gonna watch it, Dave. Dave, why not have like the ring clear and one of those young guys try to get to uh, Mike Tyson and. With Henry, what'd you call him? Henry Shahudo? I can't say his name right. Say it again, yeah. Gabs. Sahudo. Sahudo. Have yeah. him front face lock somebody and choke him out. You know, put him in a triangle choke or something. Like make somebody in and put him in a submission and everybody breaks it up. And now you've legitimized who these people are. Uh, that was the only negative to the big positives that. Uh, Mike Tyson and the attention that Mike Tyson brought to AEW was awesome. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barak Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I mentioned uh, Charlotte Flair before we went to break, Mark. And Charlotte Flair, I mean, I mean, I, I, like some people are talking about it in a negative way. And I can understand, like, when you saw Charlotte Flair go to NXT with that NXT championship, you're like, all right, if you want to watch Charlotte Flair, you're going to have to watch NXT on Wednesdays. But now, not only are we seeing Charlotte Flair on Wednesdays, we're seeing her on Fridays, and we're seeing her on Mondays. Like, she is the workhorse champion in the WWE. She is the iron woman of pro wrestling. There is no woman on any brand of wrestling around the world that's doing more than Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is main eventing on on Raw. She's main eventing on NXT. And she's the main event on SmackDown. And when she said on Monday that that title should have been given to her, she had every right to say that. Every right. Now, Oscar won... The money in the bag, money in the bank briefcase. Yep. And the title just happened to be inside it. And that was the decision that they made. Now I think that this is the point where Charlotte is going to vie to have all the titles. And even if she comes up with two of the three titles, I think that it's justifiably so to create that type of monster on programming, if you're going to have that person work all of those shows and be at the main event on all of them, you might as well reward her. Because if you remember, before the pandemic, Charlotte was doing everything she could to build all the other women to her level so she'll have somebody legitimate to work with. Yep. And I, I was mad at a couple of times where she lost when... She actually should have won, but you can't win them all. And I spoke to her, and I said, listen, I hope you don't get down because 
Nobody that's a fan is looking at you lose and go, oh, Charlotte, is she's done. Everybody's looking like, oh, my God, how the hell did that happen? That's, that's the difference, and that's the group, the beauty of being you. And she was like, well, thanks for that. You know, sometimes it gets tough. And I said, you know what? It's going to get tough. Hell, I lost for 10 years. But I enjoyed the fact that everybody that came out of a match with me was built better and stronger and more, more powerful, more accomplished. And that's what I think Charlotte's role used to be. But now it's her turn to be the champion of champions. She needs to be the female version of Triple H. When he was the king of kings, Triple H had all the titles. He won it. If, if he lost one, he, he gained another one. And that's where Charlotte needs to be. She needs to be the female version of Triple H, who is a top 10 wrestler of all time. And a lot of people don't give him the credit that he deserves because some people may have had more uh, in-ring titles accomplishment. But who was a greater WrestleMania champion? Who was, a, who was a greater guy building the future of pro wrestling than Triple H? Not many. Not many. And I think Charlotte is right there with his work rate and his accomplishments, not just in winning titles, but in who she built. You know who Charlotte reminds me of? Randy Orton. Because we've done shows about how Randy Orton's a first ballot Hall of Famer. We've talked about, you know, Randy Orton being, you know, underappreciated and being one of the greatest pro wrestlers in the world. Charlotte Flair, you almost take her for granted because of her greatness. Same thing as Randy Orton. You, you kind of take her for granted. And look what she did on SmackDown last Friday. I know you and Ryan McKinnell talked about it on Saturday, and you can hear... Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell every single Saturday here on Busted Open. But Charlotte Flair lost to Bailey. That doesn't hurt Charlotte at all, but look what it does for somebody like Bailey. Bailey was kind of stuck in a little bit of a rut. But being in a match with Charlotte and beating Charlotte does wonders for her. And Charlotte is so great. She's like Teflon. Doesn't hurt her yeah. at all. Don't hurt her at all. And look at what Charlotte's been able to do for, you know, for for Liv Morgan. What Charlotte's been able to do for Asuka. Like, just being in the ring with Charlotte puts you on another level. Uh, you know, you could say, and there are some amazing women's wrestlers in the WWE right now. I'm sorry. Charlotte's head and shoulders above everybody. Because she's a special one in a, once in a 10, 20, 25 years type of talent. That's the type of talent Charlotte Flair is, Mark. Oh, my God. You top. Charlotte is the best female wrestler of all time, and she still has 10 years to go. Oh, my gosh. She can. Minimum. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's almost ridiculous how good she is for where she is already. I, I sit sometimes and watch her work, and it's it's just mesmerizing. You find yourself going, "Oh, she's this this girl don't have a chance." She she's almost so good that I think she should be wrestling the men. 
I mean, it's not just the uh, the work. It's the psychology in her matches. The things that Charlotte does with the other women to build them, to make them look good, if you will, is, you know, I, I can only say that Triple H and Shawn Michaels and uh, the greatest guys that are, are working that, that role, the Ric Flairs, if you will, <laughs> are the only people that, that put together matches like that with the other great champions. And, man, it's, 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 it's a, God, Charlotte puts you at a loss for words sometimes. And, you know, when I start, you know how, how I feel about Charlotte, Dave. I, I've, I've always been an advocate and uh, somebody that looked at her as, at a very, very high regard. Uh, but right now, it's like she's in her, hey, man, this is the best she's ever been. And it's showing. I mean, like, it is blatantly obvious when, when she goes into the ring that she's the best. I totally agree. You ready to get back to the busted open nation? Let's get to him. I know somebody's going to call and say, "Nah, Charlotte's good, but I like I like the man." Uh, listen, that's fine. We'll, you could we'll like the man all you want. Not better than not better than Charlotte. You could like call Sasha us. Banks all you want. Not better than Charlotte. You could like Bailey all you want. Not better than yeah. Charlotte. You call. you. I, I'm so, I'm sorry. Charlotte is the best. Charlotte truly is to me the the best, the best. And I'll challenge anyone. And here and here's why. They have her on every single show. She every is so dependable show. athletically, endurance-wise, that they can put her on every show and they know she's going to shine. Listen, I, I love Asuka. When Asuka loses a match, everyone's in an uproar. How can they have Asuka lose? I'm lose. pissed when Asuka loses. Yeah. Charlotte loses. You don't hear a peep. Why? She loses nothing by losing. She loses nothing by losing a match. Preach. Nothing. Nothing. Dave out here preaching. The pastor came on and inspired Dave. Oh, I love it. Let him know, Dave. Oh, my God. I, I know. And everybody's going to go on social media. Charlotte, you know, is a Charlotte mark. Oh, blah, blah. You know what? I, oh, fine. I, go ahead and, and say that. I, you know, I don't even know. I, you know, Mark has a relationship with Charlotte. I don't have her. I, I'm not friends with Charlotte. You know, I, I, I don't have a, a relationship with Charlotte in that way at all. This is not kind of any kind of bias. This is all about I am a fan of her work. I am a fan of her abilities. I understand and recognize greatness. Charlotte is that world-class athlete from top to bottom. That is that per she is that once in a lifetime type of athlete. And people need to recognize and people need to understand the greatness of her. And she's yeah. the and she's the person you could have. I think she works better as a heel, but if you want to have her as a face, she'll do that too. Get it done. She can be the Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I said she can get, No, no, no. I was saying she can get it done. And and you know what? As much and and, and I, I always I love the women's wrestling today. I love the women's, and you know, I, I we we've talked about you know Charlotte, and we and I love Charlotte, and she's the best female wrestler on the planet. I don't care what nobody say, and and I know we got people that's waiting to talk to us. I'm sorry for taking this time, but you know, you look at what Charlotte has been able to do. If she, if anybody else, 
anybody else on the women's roster mm-hmm. lost as many matches as Charlotte did, they'd be done. You'd have to repurpose them. You'd have to you'd have to change their name, move them to a different show, put them under a mask, something. Not Charlotte. You, she's Teflon. You can't hurt her. And the WWE knows it. That's yeah. why they can build other talent using her because it's not going to hurt her. She's that damn good. She is. It's She's, crazy. And you know what? We talk about all the time, you and I, Mark, about WrestleMania 35 and that main event. And if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey and the star power of Ronda Rousey, we probably would not have been able to have that match as a main event. And I do and believe s- that. Dave, I'm so glad. I was pissed at first when I thought that Charlotte was not going to get to wrestle Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I'm glad they didn't. You know why I'm glad they didn't? Because on the stage of WrestleMania, if Charlotte loses to Ronda, which everyone should have lost to Ronda, I think that would have been the only thing that would have hurt her because it would have it said that Somebody outside of pro wrestling was better than her. And all the fans that's listening to my voice, that listen to this show, you you just think about what I just said. Charlotte was so good that you could not have her lose to who the world thought was the most entertaining thing in female, in women's wrestling. She was protected from... Losing because of her greatness. When you're so good that you don't have to take a loss, <laughs> that's that's damn special, man. She's amazing. And you oh. know what? Like, and for that, and 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 Bully has said this too. As much as you know that match needed the star power of a Ronda Rousey, it needed the work rate and the athleticism and the wrestling ability of Charlotte in that match. Because I'm sorry, and you, the naysayers could kill me. If it was just Ronda Rousey in the ring with Becky Lynch, it would not have been as good as a match because you needed that ring leader in Charlotte to control that match and take that match to a main event level like yeah. a WrestleMania match. I'm sorry. Is that, is that a disrespect to Becky Lynch? I don't think it is. And is that a disrespect to Ronda Rousey? I don't think it is. I think they know that they needed that ringleader in Charlotte Flair in that match at WrestleMania 35. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.